0: Sports Interaction, Canada sports book. All right, Oilers faithful, we are back. It is Zach, Wheel, and myself doing Game Over Edmonton again. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers just couldn't capitalize tonight against Ovi and a badly injured Washington Capital squad, but we still got plenty to talk about today, uh, including the absolute workhorse that is Stuart Skinner, uh, the return of Kyler Yamamoto, And what is hopefully going to be a very minor injury to Zach Hyman, a little bit of an injury update. And then we'll do a little bit of uh, fantasy coaching, armchair GMing, uh, trying to fix the lines and uh, talk about a little bit of the trades being floated around right now, because this team needs some fixing. Yeah. But first, you know what they're
1: missing? You know what they're missing tonight? Sorry, Dennis, Joel
0: Edmondson.
1: (laughs) If they had Joel Edmondson, they would have won. But that's just. The man took out Zach Hyman, so obviously he doesn't give up three breakaways to Protus, whoever the whoever that is. But anyways, you've that's what that's what we
0: do in Edmonton. We we get the guys that hurt our guys. You know, that's yeah,
1: exactly, 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 exactly.
0: A little bit of a deep cut. (laughs)
1: Let's get into it in a sec.
0: (laughs) First, a word from our sponsor. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered bet pre-game live in play or on one of our many prop bets sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out join now and see all sports betting has to offer want to bet head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com sdpn 19 plus please play responsibly all right zach uh i'm gonna re-center you here because you're a little bit off oh, s- off zach. center on my screen there we are uh, what do you uh, what do you want to do with the kickoff? Do you want to just quickly recap this uh, this loss? Because yeah,
1: like yeah, I this... mean we can get into it. Um, yeah, so right off the bat, the Oilers they don't have they're missing Hyman, huge, huge, huge piece out of the lineup. Right, Hyman's one of the huge drivers on the team that's not named McDavid and that Obviously, he's important. He touches every aspect of the game. He 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 creates goals. He creates chances. Most importantly, and he. I, I mean, what I, I've seen people say, he hasn't been as good defensively this year as he has in the past. But for the most part, he's a solid defensive player and a key, key, key piece to this Oilers lineup. And now, obviously, you're missing him. You're missing Kane McLeod, uh, Fogel, whatever. But no excuse because if we pull up the Washington Capitals injuries, they're missing Dmitry Orlov, Darcy Kemper, Martin Faravari, Tom Wilson, Nicholas Backstrom, Carl Hagman. That's in, that's like insane. not just bottom six players. Those Mar- are good that's the drivers paul Wilson is one of their best players backstrom i mean he's older but he's still one of their best players they're missing their starting goalie they're missing in their number two defenseman like
0: and no we've, excuses we've lost both games against this washington capital squad the, it, this I, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense right you're you're yes we do have a little bit of an injury problem ourselves but it's not to their level of hurt and you're mm-hmm. right, missing Zach Hyman tonight was big. Zach Hyman, you can really see, he's like the heart and soul guy of this team, right? He's our current Ryan Smith. When he's not yeah. there, it, the rest of the team just doesn't work as hard. And you clearly saw that well, in the defense tonight. This, this
1: effort, all together, the third first, second, third period. Has, was one of the most frustrating uh, efforts I can remember as an Oilers fan. To give up that many shots to this god-awful team and still be in it in the third period was a miracle. Like, Stuart Skinner deserves the Vesna, and I hope he gets uh, to punch uh, every single one of those defensemen that was on the ice
0: tonight. For the you Olympics. kidding me? 47 saves? on Rear the night and you couldn't fantastic. get it done for him
1: i cannot believe they wasted this performance I, with the goaltending that they're getting i bet and well i was gonna say campbell's was gonna start against arizona but there's no way you don't go back to Stuart skinner after this game and to take it and i don't know what it is with skinner when he plays bad they seem to put up more goals and that's his last three losses i or, or w's i think they said on the broadcast he they he had an under 900 save percentage but those were the wins but you look at his past performances, where he's put up these nine forties, these nine seventies, whatever he had tonight. That's where he's taking the else. It makes no sense. I can't fathom how bad of an effort it was from top to bottom. There was not one Oilers player who I think had a good game. They were all atrocious in every I, single way. I mean, they, Washington Capitals made other, other than like, Stuart Skinner.
0: Other than Stuart Skinner, uh, everyone else, uh, uh, everyone uh, yes, else just caveat. did not feel like they wanted to play hockey tonight. They, they walked up and they said, They're missing a bunch of guys. Let's go at like 60%. I, I think cannot, that's good.
1: I cannot get over back to back to back, three shifts in a row. There's someone named Protus. I've never heard of this guy before. <laughs> it, it literally sounds like a vegetable. And this guy walks, he nutmegs Tyson Berry like they're in the World Cup. I've never seen it. It was like Cage Thompson esque move. And Boots. Bush-
0: boosh as oh. well Bush played a horribly and you could see his ice time was so okay, reduced so by the Bush end of the game was, he was barely playing he, okay Bush got benched in the third period to be
1: honest with you the fact he singled out bouchard out of all those defensemen is atrocious cody cc directly Caused the second goal the cap scored because of his giveaway in the offensive zone turnover. It, I think people say it was Connor's guy, but Connor didn't get him. Is in the back of the net, but that doesn't happen if you have a, a defenseman who can actually handle the puck. I'm honestly, I wrote down halfway through the game Chris Russell might have handled the puck better than Cody cc This it, is it, this it, is the it, weird it, narrative.
0: Bad. This is the horrible narrative right now, right? It's like, where is Chris Russell? Where is Mike Smith? Where is Duncan Keith? We're we're looking back and going, man, the guys that but we were complaining about last season really have left a gigantic hole this season.
1: It's it's not that. What and, and and this is the first game where I'm gonna say it, and everyone just say, oh, the Oilers, you can't fire the coach, you can't fire the coach, and I'm not saying to fire the coach, but a lot of these problems that we're gonna point out today. Start with Jay Woodcroft, because we are at a point where it is absolutely ridiculous. The stuff that he's doing, like the ice time distribution tonight, again, was absolutely garbage. Brad Malone had the second highest expected goals on the Oilers. He had a decent game. Dylan Holloway. When you asked, I thought thought
0: Dylan Holloway had a great game, but they got barely any ice time.
1: Well, the fact that uh, Dylan Holloway played only 40 more, was elevated up into the lineup, first of all, way too late in the game. Way too late. Way too late. Too late. he should have been up. Like, after your first period where your goalie stops 24 shots, you should have made adjustments there. Jay Woodcroft has gone from being proactive to becoming a reactive coach. All of his decisions are way too late. They're taking way too long. I don't know if he's overthinking. I don't know what's happening. But the fact, again, to go back to Devin Shore specifically, that, like, I'm sorry to tell you, no disrespect whatsoever. The guy cannot play the game of hockey. He can't shoot. He he can't he can't score. He can't skate. He can't move, even though he looks mobile. He, he, he can't play defense. The guy just sucks. Like, what does he do?
0: I, I feel I, I, like it's so much... We always talk about the depth, right? We always talk about how we don't have depth scoring. This was a game where it was just awful all the way around. And... Don't get me wrong. It's a privilege to be able to watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. But I agree. Both both of them in this game have had these just just really awful well, moments where I, I cringe a little bit and go, Leon, why did and, you sauce well, it into the high danger slot area with mm-hmm. no one around?
1: And, and Dennis, I agree with you. They, they aren't immune to the criticism whatsoever, especially on a night like tonight. But it, to me, even that, comes back to Jay Woodcroft because you put if you are playing your two best players who can drive separate lines on the same line and 50 minutes into the game they have done nothing nothing five on five the goal McDavid scored was shorthanded and a beautiful awesome goal right but that was shorthanded they did nothing five on five you cannot have if those guys aren't creating five on five you will not win we everyone knows. The Oilers are a two man team. The Oilers are a two man team. Well, they didn't create five on five, and the Oilers lost tonight. So, they weren't a
0: two man team oh tonight. They were God. they were a one man team, there's, and that man was behind the pipes. Was between the pipes.
1: A, yeah, yeah, one man team. And I, I feel so bad for Stuart Skinner. He has been so fantastic this year, and to come out on a night at home in front of your fans, like I like I know. It it looked like a fun game, but when you take a step back, that was not a fun game whatsoever. The like the um, I I how many breakaways did the Caps manufacture with four minutes left in the third period? Matthias Yanmark with an atrocious giveaway at the blue line that would have had Dylan Holloway sent to the shadow realm. Like we remember his goal in the first game against Chicago when Dylan Holloway had the giveaway did not touch the ice. Yanmark has it. Two minutes later, he's back out there with the empty net. Like, who is Matthias Ganmark to you? The guy's played what seven games as an Oiler, he's been here since Kane got injured. How does he have this much leeway? And guys like Bouchard, Broberg, and Hallway are getting benched. This yeah. is not a good trend.
0: And you and you look at it right. It, once they started putting Holloway on Nuge's line, I think it was Nugean Mark and Holloway. Best line in the game. They looked so good. They looked so good. But it was too little, too late. Exactly, and like, that's because he made this. Like,
1: what are you doing, Jay? How did you go from being such a beloved, fantastic coach to making every possible right decision to doing this garbage? Like. Can you like, oh my God, it it, it just makes no sense. Like, t- and again, no, uh, sorry, sorry. You, you say what you want to say, then, then I'll go.
0: No, no, no. I, I just wanted to quickly interrupt and say, you know what? There's there's many things that we we blame, right? As Oilers fans, there's always things that we blame. It's, it's the GM, it's the coach, it's the refs on a game basis. But tonight was none of those things. Tonight was a team where everyone didn't get up to play it wasn't just for the first period like we normally say this was the whole team didn't want to play for the whole night and the only person that showed up and did his job was Stuart skinner there was no chance he was stopping any of those the fact that he had to face 50 shots three goals was so
1: many great a's.
0: it would it should have been a 10 nothing game honestly
1: the first period, it sh- by the f- end of the first period, the game should have been out of reach. But before we we continue, I just want to say there's almost 50 people watching right now. We only have eight likes. I, I definitely want to, if you guys could hit that like button, it would mean a lot to us. You guys are just as much a part of the show as Dennis and I. We love having you here. I, I can't say I'm happy tonight, but I love coming out here and just yelling at the camera. I'd appreciate the- it. Let's try and hit 30 likes tonight.
0: The biggest smile I, I've had all night sitting here watching mm-hmm. the game, the biggest smile was just reading chat and having Leia Leia in chat go, I'm going to start spamming. And then the next line go, I'm going to stop spamming. That was the highlight <laughs> of the night for me. Everything uh... else everything else in this game was brutal. Like, uh, it's, McDavid's scoring uh, shorthanded, uh, you, you love like, to see awesome. it. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. But it's like, there's it's a moot point. It's a moot point, like, especially when, like, you're you're watching these guys that are superstars. They're not producing right now 5v5. It's almost like the rest of the team, with their uh, in, indecisiveness, with their slow sort of, like, lost play, are dragging them down, right? This is not a situation where they're pulling the team out. They're, they're being dragged okay. down.
1: Yeah. Well, the bottom six is full of just bona fide scrubs. Like, these guys are bad. These guys are bad.
0: Don't you you besmirch Brad Malone.
1: And Brad Malone had a decent game. But the thing is, Brad Malone, like, he's playing with Holloway. Hamblin, I thought, played all right. But he was, like, kind of impartial. You know what I mean? Like, he was a... Just, just like there, but like not act. Yeah. Like it's okay, you played fine, but like it's but not it's, like oh wow, I'm impressed with this play. It's down. hard to it's like,
0: have an impact when you're playing four minutes, well, forty three and seconds is a night. Such
1: a problem. Like even with Tyler Benson last game. Like for Jay Woodcroft, the guy who coached all these guys in Bakersfield, he, you saw he comes up, he gives Ryan McLeod an elevated role. How is he just sticking it to every single other guy he coached in Bakersfield? He gives them no opportunity. It makes no sense. Like at least try. You like you're injured to shit like at least put, try like what is the harm you ganmark's making the giveaways cc's making the giveaways what's the difference if holloway or broberg makes these giveaways like we gotta know what we have in these guys because if if we don't and this is how you're planning on doing it make a trade trade them yeah i, I don't want them to trade dylan holloway i truly don't
0: something has to be done here and a uh, joe joe bent <laughs> In chat, has mentioned, uh, did Benson play tonight? Uh, he was available, but he didn't play tonight. Well, and this is where you think, why not bring in something like Benson, take out Shore, have well, Ryan Benson, center.
1: B- Benson has more skill in his left pinky than Devin <laughs> Shore has. It's ridiculous. Tyler Benson played really good. He's always hard on the porch. He all you the thing with that De- with Tyler Benson, you, you'd never go fault him for his effort, and that's something the Oilers missed tonight was effort. Like there was just no effort, and that's the most frustrating thing of all. And I saw Joe and Chat say earlier, like the Oilers should have won this game. And I agree because these are teams that are so far below them skill level. And just in terms of where you believe yourselves to be in the standings, the fact that you don't win these games, if you consider yourself a true contender, is unacceptable. Like you need, these are absolutely, I don't want to use the word must wins,
0: but it's almost a
1: must win. You have to win. Because Good teams don't lose these.
0: Good teams don't lose these games. And honestly, you brought up a point earlier uh, with the next game, Arizona. I, I don't know if I want a Skinner revenge tour. Because honestly, right now, I think Stuart Skinner should be more concerned about the rest of the team. He has to look at the rest of the team and go, look, I did my job i went above and beyond but if you can't give me the amount of run support or at least the slightest amount of defensive support Mm -hmm. don't let guys stand on top of me and whack at a puck two or three times after the initial shot like the amount of times he had to stretch out and just absolutely rob people tonight oh it was fantastic you know what we always say the Oilers need a goalie who can steal you games. Yeah. Stuart Skinner would have stolen the Oilers a game tonight. If he not for the rest of the team. He, he kept
1: he, he us in steal. it. But, but yeah, he, they did, after that first period, if, okay, everyone in chat, if Jack Campbell was in net for that first period, it, it, <laughs> like, give me your score prediction. Yeah.
0: Roll Five the
1: score nothing, line. 10-0 for the Caps.
0: Like, Might I remind you. Stole. It, it was a 22 shot first period for Washington.
1: 20, I think
0: it was 24. 20, yeah, 22, 24. I think Sportsnet yeah. and, and, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of, uh, just a, a seven, I think it was a seven shot power play. Well, Something that was mm-hmm. absolutely insane where Washington just kept firing away and, this was a a masterclass by Stuart Skinner on how to never give up on a puck, but yeah. when the oh, rest yeah. of the team don't help out, don't push guys out of the blue paint, it, it doesn't matter.
1: And and this isn't just in a missing out of Vander Kane. This isn't just missing a Zach Hyman. They were in the lineup earlier in the season, and it's this this is the same team that showed up. There are fundamental issues, whether it's with the way that the Players are deployed by the coach, whether it's just decisions that the coach is making before the game, whether it's with the actual on-ice personnel. But I think it's fair to say, and again, the Oilers are, pl- are starting to pl- – we saw they've won three out of the or, last four and, or four of the last five. Coming a little into the bit game. of a run. Yeah, exactly. But it's look at who they're starting to play. They're starting to play some of the worst teams in the NHL, like next games against Arizona, right? We don't want to trick ourselves into thinking this team is better than they are. Like there are fundamental changes that need to be made like the defense full stop, is not good enough and I don't know where these rumors started where you're giving up their Ken Holland's giving up seven first round picks and his two first born kids to get Joel Edmondson like what are we doing guys if we're going to pay that much go get Jacob Chekren. like seriously I,
0: I don't even know if chicken's what this team needs man uh, this team uh, needs help everywhere uh,
1: this team needs a left-handed tr- – depending on – and Broberg, I thought, was one of the few defensemen who has a fine game as well. But, he, again, he's not playing near as much. How much ice time did Philip Broberg get? Let's just check right here real quick. While you're checking that –
0: yeah, fifteen thirty-one was not bad. I think he was actually skating well. One of the few guys that were actually trying to keep up with the Capitals mm. as they were streaking into the defensive zone. I'm. There were so many times when I just saw whether it was Cody Ceci or Tyson Berry, just Ugh. have a guy walk past Brett Kulak, well, even though he did score a goal. <laughs> just I, you can't let guys one thing walk that past. I you. think
1: it's clear now. I know we've been talking about the left side. That's been the theme all year, but it's so clear that Cody CC is, Being forced into a role that he does not fit in. Cody CeCe right now is drowning in the right role on the third pair or even on a second pair that's semi sheltered, even if he's getting a lot of defenses and starts, can be a solid defenseman. We saw it last year, but right now he is drowning. Him and Nurse are not a good match for each other. Nurse needs a very specific type of partner. We can sit here and say it's Bouchard. Jay Woodcroft obviously doesn't agree, but if it's not Evan Bouchard, that partner is not on the team. Like this team does not work the way the right side is constructed. You need to bring one of those guys. Like to me, if and this is fantasy hockey, but I like imagine if they didn't have Tyson Berry and they had a guy who could. E- I don't even know who you could like. Like, who the archetype is. Like, is it a Carson Susie who we almost got last year? Is it like what? Someone who's
0: just defensively sound won't.
1: Honest to God, right handed Brett Kulak. If you had a right handed Brett Kulak, another one of those on the right side that you can play with Nurse, and then instead of having Tyson Berry, then you can actually play your defensive pairings how they're supposed to be. Meant. There is a guy, there are horrible decision makers on every pair. There are guys who need to be sheltered on every pair. And when you have guys that need to be sheltered on every pair, you can't shelter those guys, and then they end up getting exposed. Like the last minute of the second period, of this game. Do you? I audibly screamed out, "You idiots! What are you doing?" When I don't, I can't remember the actual players on the Caps but they came down and the guy gets a shot on Skinner and the puck was, there was a rebound kicked right in the wall, and CC and nurse were both just looked like they stared. stopped playing they and just they're staring at the it. wall. I've never seen anything like it. Like that should have gotten like, if I'm yeah. the coach, I'm fierce. That's those are your two best. Those are your guys that you want, the need to be responsible in their defensive roles. And they were, what were they doing so many times? What? It was embarrassing.
0: Oh Plus, man. Plus, I'm looking at this like, okay, if if you're watching the team play, right, the the first period awful, second period first half not bad, second half second half of the second period pretty bad again. It was almost like they just went back to bed and they just didn't show up. The third okay. period, for the third period, that's when a lot of that like puck watching sort of happened, just- and if. If they had just started to play like they played the final two minutes of the game, it would have been a much more palatable game for us, even if we did lose, right? If yeah. they show up in the third period and go, hey, we got to keep pushing. We, we got a guy in net. He's giving it his heart. He's giving it his all. We got to keep going and try and win this game. We got to give him a little bit more run support. And they just didn't until no. it was way too little, way too late.
1: It was just brain fart after brain fart after brain fart after brain fart from every single player. Your notable players, players that should not be making those mistakes, were messing up horribly tonight in uh, the Caps Capitals. But the fact that, like, Brotus was walking the Oilers three times in a row, like, that should be red alert, amber alert, red flag. We need to make a move now. You got embarrassed by guys who who, I, honest to God, you I don't know the first name. I don't want to know the first name. It of.
0: sounds like it's just Protus is just a fun name to say, though. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, is it's, this a it's pharmaceutical? So funny. And <laughs> is then this I a Pokemon?
1: Because uh, uh, people are talking about him. I don't know who he is. He came out of nowhere. It's, it's like he wasn't in the first and second period. Then all of a sudden, the <laughs> the be period jackal. Protus! 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 This is uh, oh my god! I I don't even know. This is pulsating hockey from Protus. Oh my god! <laughs> when he god. said
0: pulsating hockey, I thought oh. this this was oh, it not was like, this was. Oh, that's
1: what I said too. This, this was, was on his not-
0: deathbed hockey. Like this is the slow worst game I've seen in a long time. Oh uh, my god! Hey, from an Oilers well, perspective, let's yeah. move on and do a little bit of fantasy gming, fantasy coaching. Um, hey guys, well, if you. While we're doing this, uh, we're going to read through proposals yeah. in the chat. I already see a couple of names yeah. that have popped out. Well, but hey, give us give us a little bit more like Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. It's f- there's 49 of you watching right now. Yeah, there's let's, only let's try likes. and get up to
1: 30 likes. If we could surpass 30 likes, that would be great. But yeah, let's let's hear what de- who what player if you could trade for one forward and one defenseman, who do you think the Oilers should get? who do you think would be the most who do you think would turn this these defensive problems around
0: here's the thing right i'm i'm reading chat and there's a name that's come up i know i saw. I
1: wanted to bring it up (laughs) to
0: kato and wise kyle yeah luke shen in vancouver he's he's mean solid he's cheap He's a gr- he's a great guy that you can add into your defensive core. I know that's probably not who you who you wanted to talk about, but yeah. I also wanted to bring that up because there's a couple of guys in Vancouver right now that are noticeably disgruntled. Right, there's a couple of guys who is coming up to the end of his tenure. Uh, it doesn't look like he's gonna be coming back, even though he wears that pretty C on his chest. Uh, I think Bo Horvat. Would be great okay. if we could somehow afford them, package them with Luke Shen. But that ask in division is going to be absolutely insane, and I don't know. I want to. I don't know if I want to even hear what the asking price would be. Okay. The second one being Brock Besser, who's yeah, you no. know,
1: third no line. Brock Besser. We don't That's... need Brock Besser. Too much term. Too high of a cap hit.
0: I'm too high good. of a cap hit. The money would be really hard to make work. But yes, okay. go ahead. First, I know let who say... you want to talk about
1: Okay. No, well, first, I'm going to say. Luke Shen, great sure in theory. Problem Vancouver sucks defensively too. It's not like they 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 still have all the problems with the Oilers do when they have Luke Shen. Luke Shen is not good enough to fix these defensive issues uh, alone. Luke Shen is not a, he is not as impactful as a player who I think you need to bring in to actually fix these issues, right? Bo Horvat, uh asset wise, uh sure I'd love him. The thing is, I see the name Jonathan Taves and as a third line center, I actually really do like Jonathan Taves. I think Jonathan Taves will cost you a significant amount less. And that way you could take the other asses, put them into a defenseman. But Bo Horvat as a first line as a third line center or second line center would be great. The problem is we know the way Jay Woodcroft coaches right now, the first line would just be Horvat, McDavid Dry and then we still would have no depth, right? <laughs> Load so, it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then someone Phil Landry brought up in chat, who would just be so perfect, Adam Larson. Oh my God! Do they miss Adam Larson? Cody Cece, while he was pretty adequate last year, has done, is not even on the same realm as Adam Larson. That Adam Larson could defend like Chris Tannen in Calgary. That guy, that First guy, right was, defense. He is he is the shutdown defenseman that everyone's crying for, and I understand why. Um, you know he left and all that. Like, like we can't. Yeah. That's the t- it's the toughest situation there is. And 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 also even clefbaum, right? You lost your first pair for nothing. You lost your. Imagine this top four was clefbaum, Larson, Nurse, and Bear. That uh, that's that's a top ten defensive four in the end I think
0: Bear is playing first uh, pairing defense minutes for Vancouver. I am shocked. It's, I am Ethan it's Bear. Is um, good? No, Ethan Bear. Ooh. Look, man, like there there's something to be said about the Oilers running guys out of town, right? And it, like. Larson was not that situation. Larson was a deeply personal issue.
1: Yeah, yeah He's
0: yeah. not coming back. There's no way, you know, given the issues that he had in the city, you know, with his father, he's not coming back. It's just too many scars for him. Right. But Ethan Bear was someone that we had in the organization, a deep pick, someone that we really brought up from grassroots. And then we just lost him for one mistake in the playoffs. Yeah, literally,
1: literally one. one mistake. mistake.
0: Yeah. We have to and get over. T- we have to get over it. We're and not you, getting these you guys. You
1: you re-sign Tyson Barry for like double the price, and you bring in an almost three million dollar winger. Like, talk about just shooting yourself in the foot, driving your car into a tree, like the most absolute unforced errors of all time.
0: Um And it was, it It was horrific as well for what happened to bear, you know, on social media on at with people, you know, just absolute low lives, you know,
1: but yeah, that's, they're not coming back. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I, I I wish all the best for Ethan Bear. One of my favorite players as an oiler. Um, obviously, nothing but success in Vancouver. Not too much success because you know they're in the Pacific, whatever. But other another name in chat that I I I actually really like as well. Another Chicago Blackhawk, Max Domi. Max Domi. Once he scored against the Oilers in the last game against Chicago, all of a sudden his name's just everywhere, right? Uh, he's someone who I also think he—he he is that player that everyone that that actually adds that sandpaper and toughness that a lot of the people in the media have been screaming for, right? But he's not just a black hole like Zach McEwen or Nick Deloria or whatever. He actually can play productive hockey. I think he would be an awesome thing, and I don't think he would also call cost that much either you know what would be great matt one quick thing on
0: max domi what's hilarious is i still find if you if you ever have a chance and you're just on wikipedia look up max domi's page max domi has the worst headshots Of any, like in two or three years ago, Max Domi had his headshot on Wikipedia was him like doing a weird signing where the lighting was all weird and like half his face was shaded and half was brightly lit. Mm -hmm. And then right now, I think his his current headshot is like the back of his head. It's not Mm -hmm. it's not even his face. It's the back of his head when he was uh, on, I think, Columbus it's yeah. it's so weird uh but also yes josh manson i think you but saw that josh name. Manson.
1: yeah he, he he signed a deal with colorado he, no way he's, he's not leaving there. colorado <laughs> uh yeah um i saw connor murphy on the blackhawks that's another good one if the capitals are still bad bashman 1266 Dmitry orlov would be a great pickup when he's healthy he always used to play the oilers really well i think he's he scored in a number of games i can remember against the oilers he he can actually transport the puck he's a very mobile defenseman he would Benefit this blue line immensely. They don't have anyone like Dimitri
0: Orlov. That would be a
1: dream pickup.
0: One thing I will say, though, is with our defensemen right now, our defensemen are healthy, right? That's scary. That's scary. The fact that our defensemen are healthy and this is what Mm -hmm. they look like, I'm very nervous trading for a a, a Chitrin or an Orlov and someone who's a little bit more injury-prone. And just having them immediately go down, we're back uh, it, to this. Like,
1: I mean, if they if they pass a health test or whatever, like the the standard thing that you have to do to get a trade to go through, I personally like that's not something you can necessarily like. I understand the worry, I really do, and obviously it scares me too. But like, you can't not make a trade for that reason, especially for like an Orlov, who is a rental. It's not like you're getting Ryan Ellis for however long. Like, you look at Zach Hyman. Zach it's it's Hyman, okay horrible
0: knee injuries i don't think i don't think kenny holland makes his trades with uh any of that in mind so i think you're we're safe on that front we're not gonna Mm -hmm. accidentally overanalyze our way out of a trade but you're right like there's something to be said about this defense we have to do something and it's it's not coming from inside right like broberg's doing great but he's not gonna take your well your top but that's
1: the thing if you want to get a good enough defenseman You're moving Broberg because we're at, we are at the point and we can't wait any longer. Because if we wait any longer, the rest of the NHL is going to say, Oh, this guy is not good. And he's, his value is going to like, we're at a point where his value is going to plummet real quick. If we don't make a decision on Broberg, Ken Holland can't, it's another thing. You got to be proactive. You can't be reactive. You can't react to a a stretch of poor play from Broberg. You need to be, hmm. This looks like it could happen. We're in our window now. Let's make a move now.
0: Exactly. Think about Dmitry Samarukov, right? Yeah. Two years ago, that was someone that was like, hey, you know what? This might have been a little bit... He's not going to be a star, but he might be a pretty serviceable NHL player. Not too bad in terms of like the draft pedigree. So this might have been a little bit of a hidden gem. The Oilers could have traded up a little bit. But we get to this year and we see Samarukov. We're forced to trade him because he's already no longer eligible to be um to be waiver exempt so rather than have someone pick them up for nothing we're gonna trade them off and you know what mm-hmm. we we actually sent them down to waivers i'm pretty sure hold on now that i think about it we sent him See, down to waivers yeah. i think so we sent well, them down, no costin, one wanted. Them.
1: I'm pretty sure both costin and Samarukov cleared waivers, and that's why that trade happened, right? Because it makes it easy to send them down.
0: So yeah, absolutely. We had value and we just overweighted, didn't capitalize on immediate well, I remember, value.
1: Well, I remember they were the Oilers were really high on Dmitry Samarukov, and rightfully so. He I wanna say he was one of the best defensemen in the OHL award, or whatever it's called in the OHL the like keep. He was a legitimately high quality, like good third round draft pick, right? Yeah. And I remember when Taylor Hall got traded from Buffalo to Phoenix, I remember, I don't, again, don't know if this is true, but I remember hearing that one of the holdups in the deal is the Oilers didn't want to add Dmitri Samarukov. I, I want to say when Darcy Kemper got traded to Colorado, one of the holdups, they, they ended up taking Connor Timmins in the package because the Oilers didn't want to add Dmitry Samarukov. They were really high. They waited too long. And that's, a third round pick. Now you have a first round pick and he still has that. And he is a good player. And MGD and Chat said too much is being put on Broberg. The problem is Ken Holland has built this blue line where Broberg needs to come in and take a step immediately. And if he can't, you're in your window now. You need to make a decision. I, I, In a perfect world, you have an optimally built blue line like Pluckbaum, Larson, Nurse Bear, for example. You can ease broberg in you don't have to have a Barry on one pair and i i think i think bouchard played good uh, play, has been playing fantastic i'm in the minority i know a lot of people believe his he's been bad defensively this year so just for for argument's sake you have bouchard Barry, and broberg on one pair that's three guys who you would ideally like to play in a shelter's role like how do you how do you plan on being a stanley cup where they're 14 and 12 and their blue line is one of the main reasons why
0: right and- like Look, if it's not Broberg, you're going to trade. It, it's going to be someone like Borgo, right? It's going to be another. Borgo has <sighs> been
1: fantastic.
0: Borgo has been amazing, which is which is what I'm saying. Like if you're if you don't want to trade Bo- Broberg, but you want to make something happen right now, the trade market trying to get things done, the asking price is really high. So you're going to be expecting if you're trying to get like a number one defenseman away from someone, you're get you're giving away a, or Bogo or a Broberg, but, plus maybe like the but, first and a B grade prospect.
1: But, but think about it. I, I would absolutely do that because look at Dylan, look at Broberg was a 2019 Dylan Holloway was a 2020. We're now like two or th- almost three years out from three years out from Broberg, two years out from Holloway. And these guys still, I know, I know Holloway played great and I wish that they would have played Holloway more of earlier in the season than up until this point. But the fact is that up until this point, both guys have not made an impact on the NHL roster like that you would like. And the fact that we're sitting here with guys like Borgo Schaefer and this upcoming first, and we're sitting here being like, oh, no, we got to keep them. We need those to make an impact. We haven't seen them make an impact thus far. What makes you think that it's going to happen in the future? You, like every other contender is taking those things, cashing in their chips and going all in. Any other team with Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl under contract would cash in these chips and go all in. If you could trade a Philip broke I mean, again, I'm just bringing up names, so don't mm-hmm. take what I'm saying. to you. But let's say you could bring in a Patrick Kane, but it costs you one of the a Borgo or even a Holloway. Uh, Holloway makes me a little scared. But well, just here's the thing now, a right? Shaper, a first, we're,
0: a, yeah, we're putting, putting we're putting like on the prospect. I think Borgo and Holloway are now at like an upper upper A a one level, right? They're, and now you're, yeah, looking, at, you're looking at, you're Bo- uh, looking at, Broberg as sort of like an a two level, right? And Schaefer's maybe a little bit lower down there. Um, Tyler Tulio, some of these other guys, but mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at this and you're going, teams aren't going to do you a favor, right? They no. won't give you a number one defenseman for nothing. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. And you know, if you do a Borgo instead of a, uh, Broberg, for example, it might take some of the other asks that are in that deal down a little bit. But at the same time, the Oilers, uh, there is something to be said about young, cheap guys, right? Mm -hmm. And this is planning for a little bit in the future. But if you're bringing in a bona fide defenseman, you're not going to need Broberg. So I'd much rather... Give away Broberg, then Borgo. Borgo can come in maybe in a year mm-hmm. or two years and help with the scoring depth.
1: I, I, but yes, you can't ideally. get
0: stuff for free, so you have to give away and, an A grade prospect. Oh,
1: but I mean, to me, I would pay the price. Like, let's say if you went to Bill, if Ken Holland goes to Bill Armstrong tomorrow and he says, "Okay, I'll give you a first round pick, Philip Broberg, one of Carter Savoy, a Rafa." I know Savoy's probably Tulio. Take Tulio Savoy, Lavoie, whoever you want, whoever. Um, and uh, Jesse Pulley for Jacob Chikrin. I can guarantee you he doesn't need a second round pick, even to throw in, even more assets. I do not care. To me, I do that deal every day of the week. You're barely taking off the NHL roster. You're getting someone. You have to. You can't just. You have to deal with who's available. And no matter what you believe, injuries, whatever. Jacob Chikrin is the best defenseman available. And. Uh, so, you got, and you that's your biggest, most blatant need. I pay that price every day of the week. You still have assets to turn around and go get a couple forwards like Domi and Taves or Taves or whoever you want yeah. to say who aren't going to cost you a first round pick. There it's, are solutions there, but
0: it's time to, to go all in, right? There are solutions out there, there's solutions where things can be dealt, but th- it has to be done now. And I I think you're looking at the exact same thing I am. Thank you so much, chat. We do have 30 likes on the video. Thank you so much. 50 watching right now uh, for 42 minutes. Wow. Um, Having said that, uh, please keep watching. Give us some likes. uh, Subscribe Mm -hmm. to the channel so you don't miss a broadcast. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, rate the podcast. Uh, Let's start uh, winding it down. Zach. Um, yeah. Well,
1: I'm just looking at, at uh, Andrew peak is expected. Okay. You know what? His expected goals are actually on being f- controlling almost 50% of the expected goals. Well, being on the Columbus blue jackets is very interesting. Yeah. Now, I don't I'm know bad. much about Andrew peak. I'm, I had to Google him. Um, how do what's his deal like any chat tell me is he an expiring contract because i do not know much about him and Mm. i saw Ilya labushkin as well i don't think i think he signed a two-year deal with buffalo i don't think buffalo is moving Ilya labushkin um but anyways yes we're winding it down but dennis i could do this type of talk after a frustrating loss like this i could do this all night we could have a four-hour marathon pod it's
0: therapy right it's almost like vocal therapy it's just called game over fixing the oilers (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah we uh we'll take a look at the rest of the roster another time but tonight that'll be it for us you know what zach uh they won't have to wait long because the next game is this wednesday against the arizona coyotes um, yeah, we'll be back we'll be if back they lo-
1: if they lose that one i might run my head through the door it,
0: uh... if they lose that one uh chat i i don't think you uh you I don't think you um, you'll want to stay too long because I think I Zach be, and I will probably be blowing out your your eardrums.
1: It it might be like one of those SDPN ones Steve's like LFRs like when the Zamboni driver David Ayers beat <laughs> the Leafs. You 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 want to tune in next win or lose. You want to tune in next game because when even if they win, I'll probably still be mad for some reason. But for yeah, some no, reason, like the video, subscribe to SDPN. Come back here on Wednesday. Check out the other broadcasts because they're awesome as well. And yeah, it was a great, it, it was fun, Dennis. It was th- cathartic. It was therapeutic. I'm happy to be here with everyone.
0: It's it's so much fun to come in here and just rant. It, <laughs> it helps really ease up and gets things off our chests. Thank you so much for being here, chat. Uh, we'll be back uh, December 7th, 7.30 start time against the Arizona Coyotes. It'll be Zach and I again. Until then, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye. Night. Game over. Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.